This is the Christian Fix Podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Listen and be blessed. Fill us up, we're crying out for more of your love. Fill us up, we're crying out for more of your love. Fill us up, we're crying out for more of your love. Fill us up, we cry out for more of your love. Fill us up, we cry out for more of your love. Fill us up, we cry out for more of your love. Fill me with your love. Fill us up. Good morning, church. Good morning. It is good to be in the house of the Lord again. Amen. 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 And it's also wonderful to hear the song, a song singing preceding by coming up here to preach to you. Redemption songs, songs. And this song is done by my favorite singer of all time. And it's one of my favorite songs. So today is the eve of emancipation. Amen, church? Amen. So I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, trusting that we are all well in the Lord. Amen? Amen. And as I preach this message today, I want everyone to be seated inside because this message will be a very interesting message, a message that you should hear. Amen? The Lord has laid at my heart today to preach to you from the text 1 Corinthians 13, from 1 to verse 13. When I gave your pastor, the Reverend Nova Radley, the text, he, he texts me back on WhatsApp saying to me that I am a brave man. Because today is the eve of emancipation. And I want to come and talk to you guys about love. Right? Yes. After people struggle and finally get liberated, I'm coming to you today. Speak in peace. Amen, church? Amen. But I want you today to bear with me as I go through this sermon for you today. Amen, church? Amen. Let us pray. Most righteous Heavenly Father, 
Almighty God, we thank you again for who you are because you are God alone. And there is none like you. And Lord, today as your man servant, I pray that you'll give me fresh anointing and strength to preach your word. And to preach it without fear and without favor. Lord, take over everything today, Lord. Lord, take over the congregation as they hear your word. Help them to be steadfast and help them to put your words in action. Thank you again, Jesus, for everything. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen and amen. amen. My sermon title for you today is The Signpost of Love. The Signpost of Love. A signpost is a name reality and it points to a certain direction. And as I said today, my message is about love. And this signpost of love is broken everywhere we go. In our churches, love is missing, missing. In our society, love is missing. Also in our homes, love is missing, my friends. So the main idea from this text that was written by the Apostle Paul, this text that you will call a love text, my friends, is without love, you have nothing. But I want to say that to you today that without love, we have nothing, my friends. And Paul did a wonderful job in pending this text about love. But before I preach in depth, I would love to do a historical context of this text. Don't mind the big word, just a setting so that we can see what was in Paul's mind and what the scripture is really about. The church at Corinth, this is the church that Paul was writing to the Corinthian church. So the church at Corinth had diverse issues of problems. It was a church that was marred with, with, with problems, several problems, such as sexual promiscuity. The other problem with food, what kind of food to eat, marriage. They had a problem with egg covering, worship, the resurrection, and also gifting. And Paul had to, in this text, 1 Corinthians 13, deal with the issue 
deals with the issue of gifting, my friends. In this text, Paul was addressing the issue of gifting. But, without love, you have nothing. Paul is to say that without love, you have nothing, my friends. To Paul, love was the number one gift from God, my friends. Some in the Corinthian church uses their gifts as an advantage. So what was that mean in this church? When Paul addresses the gifted, the church turned the gifted in a, in a, into a hierarchy. You have some gift much, much more powerful than others, which is not so. This is falsehood, my friends. No gift that has been given by the Holy Spirit of God is better than the other. They're all equal, equal, my friends. So today, on the eve of emancipation, I have a whole line for you from this text. The love text, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 30. Here I want to start by saying, Paul, when I, I want to just read some part of this text here for you this morning from 1 to 4. And this is addressing the gifting. Paul said, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding clown or a clinging cymbal. Paul went on and he said, if I have the gift of prophecy, and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body, to hardship, some text say to burn, that I may boast, but do not have love. I gain nothing. So here Paul, in addressing the gifts, saying to us that you have nothing. Gifts are used for church activities to do things to enhance the church, my friends. Gifts, when you have the gifts, or if you are in a church with these gifts, you have good church life, my friends. Because you have people are speaking in tongues, some are prophesy, some are make sacrifice, you will give their body to burn. So you have good church life. But what was happening in the church, there was an hierarchical system in the church when it comes to gifts. My friends. And Paul at your church and say, no matter what you understand, 
If you even put it in hierarchy, it profits you nothing if you don't have love. So as I said, the hierarchy was what? Speaking in tongues and prophesying. And it still happens in today's church. We still keep that hierarchy. When a man can speak in our tongues, we don't even interpret you know, we still revere him. Which it is wrong to speak in the church without an interpreter. Mark, don't, don't get me wrong, you know. I'm not telling you that tongue has ceased. But there's a way to speak in tongues because the church must be edified. So there should be an interpreter to tell the church what God has said to you. Prophecy is another big thing. What a man can see in the future. We flock around these people. So that was happening in the Corinthian church. But what? It void love. So although we have these supernatural gifts and these gifts, you understand that was, 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 was so powerful. The church had no love. And when you have no love, you're going nowhere. It will not profit you nothing, my friends. Amen? Amen. But I want to go further from verse 5. From verse 4, pardon me, to verse 7 here. When Paul gave a prescription for love. Love is prescriptive. It is therapeutic. Your love is. Love is not something that when you love, you feel pain. No. So Paul online here, a prescription, he said, love is patient. Yeah. But I want you to listen to this, to the end of our church. Because I said in my opening, in my introduction, that love is missing from the church. Love is patient. And what is this patient? Long suffering. When I talk about patient, when, when, when you attach time to it. Long suffering. Because some takes put in the long suffering. Is it HIV put in patient? That is love. My friends, long-suffering, patient. Love is kind. When I talk about giving things and then expecting something in return, I give to those who will give back to you. Love is kind. Love no mean and selfish and stingy. When you love, there's a kindness that comes out of you and you just give and you enjoy the giving. Some of us, when we are giving, we skin up all we face. Even sometimes when we are tired, we face become tense. We don't want to give. 
dear money. But if you love God, this kindness will kick into play, my friends. Paul went on in this in this prescriptive or this prescription of love. He said here, it does not what envy. Love no envy. And church people, nobody go on and tell me, say, envy no go on in our church. You know when envy start? A new sister come or a new brother. Full with fresh anointing. You're anointing against steel, you know. Full with fresh anointing and the Lord has blessed them so. And the pastor sees that. And I use them. Envy come in and jealousy. Pastor, and what do you? Me day have had 19 old long. Me day have bring black and stone for help build this church. And I'm be used to do this. And no one can fly by that come. And the other said, I give them chance and a position to do all of these things. So I'm saying to you today, Paul is saying, love does not envy. It does not boast. My friends, we have a lot of people in the churches. Any little thing they do, them boast. You ever book up on some people you have a gift in? And every time you go to them, they make it seem like they're alone. My boss, my boss, my boss. You know? I tell them, I tell them something that you can't do without them. You know? well, I'm alone, I'm alone. I've done this here. My boss, my boss. can be proud and hearty. You can't full of pride. You must be humble. Love is humble. It does not dishonor others. Many times in the church we dishonor others. And I want to take this serious today. This message serious today in Odova Baptist. Because this was something prescriptive about love that Paul was writing to the Corinthian church about. Say so love does not dishonor others. Many times we dishonor others. In the church, and that's how the church can't go away. Because it void love, my friends. It is not what? Self-seeking. Who? <laughs> In the church, we have a lot of self-seekers. And it's not the church alone, no. In our society, it's a microcosm. The same people in the society comes to the church. And they have not crafts. This love that Paul is talking about, my friends. It is not eagerly, or it is not easily angered. Yeah, man, there's some short fools fused in our church, you know. Yeah, man, even I pulpit too. Everything we get angry about, my friends. He went on and he said, it keeps 
Listen to this one. It keeps no record of wrongs. Hey. Some of you in our church, you know, when people do it wrong, you know. A file will make for them people there, you know. File. And we keep it even with grief. Let it go. This love will not let you use it against others because you have erased the record. But somebody, as we say, keep files. Not even one file, files of things that people have done to us, my friends. Amen? Love does not what delight in evil, but rejoice in truth. All said. He went on and he said, love always protects, always trust, and always hope, and always preserves. So this is a prescription of the love that Paul is talking about. I don't look for food of my little puppy love. My little cool love. I remember a songwriter writing a song when I was a boy. And he said he don't want an ice cream love. Anybody old enough inside here to remember that song? For your love is cool like a chocolate for dry whatever he would have said. So I'm saying to you, this is a serious love. Paul is speaking of the agape love. The love of God. Because, because what? The signposts of love was broken in that church. And it is still broken up to today. That's the reality. Love is missing from our churches. Amen? What is this love Paul is talking about? And I'm going to go a little further. It is a love that treat people as people despite of. You hear me say? It is a love that treat people as people despite of nowadays, even in a society we have uh, categories. Yeah, man, we have categories, but we categorize people. Even the ones that are challenged in our churches, we'll put them in the category of others. And that we call them others. They're not even a name. We categorize people. People are people. They're made in the image of God. Just like you, my friends. That is the type of love that Paul is talking about. It is unconditional. Despite of this love, love evil when not love. This is a love you must develop, church. Your love when people don't love your back. Amen. It's a difficult love, but it's a love that the Christian must. Practice. 
So even when you don't get back the love in return, love. Same way, that's what Paul is talking about. Paul went on here and he said here, this love is a love without looking on faces or color. We love people because of their faces. Look, you know. Talk to me. How many persons love ugly people? For you ugly, nobody know why I love you, you know. Talk to me now, the men inside here, so. When you're ugly, you can't get no woman. Most women know I hunt you. I even flip the script. The women, they're not pretty. They can't get a husband. Her husband likes her pretty wife, my friends. So this love, no look by face and color. If you're black, till you can't black no more in Jamaica and Jamaica a long time, they say black it to You can't a dark. Nobody don't love you, nobody don't see you. If you're brown like my friend, down there you get all the blies. And all the men would have flock around her. She might can't tell you in you know, her previous past. You understand that? That was what was happening because of color and face. This love, love without any hand. So you keep on loving. No matter what. This love, love totally in the loving part. In the love today and yesterday. It loves totally. Love is a gift from God. The greatest gift to receive from God. You know the funniest thing? You know why Paul just it like that? Remember the hierarchy we tell you about? Tongues, prophecy. You hear none of them are talking about love. Which is, a, which is a gift from God. And it's the greatest gift. You cannot be kind of easy for love. My friends. So it is the greatest gift from God. Love can only love. Let me say that again. Love can only love. It can't do nothing else. It can't yet. It can't despise. Love. This love that I'm talking about, the agape love of God can only love. And that is the love we must have as Christians. If you're not doing that love, you're not Christian. I want to say to you, as Christians, my friends, we don't love. You are not a Christian. If you don't have love in your heart, search yourself. You are not a Christian. What Christ said about love? He said that the two greatest commandments are that one. Love. Loving God. And loving humanity. Loving your neighbor as yourself. So if you don't have love, you are not a true Christian. Believe it 
as I say to you today. So if we don't have love, we need to go and get this agape love. As Christians, we must what? Love our enemies. Christ said, love your enemies. And even those who persecute you. Love them, my friends. You know the gospel of John. Christ Jesus, in the gospel of John, Christ Jesus teaches us to love one another. This is a unmatched love. Love one another as I have loved you. Let me read the verse here for you today. In John. In John 15 verse 12 to 13. My commandment is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love as no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. He came and he lays his life down for us. That's an unmatched love. But that is what the Christian must do. Love one another. So you can't come through the door. Yeah. I mean, spoons in a love pallet. And brother Bob, no love brother Ian. No spoons in a pallet, no, yeah? No. And the Ian, come in our hand. You get what I'm saying? You must love one another. And Christ said, when you love like that, people will see that what? You belong to Christ. They will see that you're a Christian because you're loving the right way, my friends. And I want to go down, that is the unmatched love. I want to look at the sacrificial love of the Bible today here. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten the Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have an everlasting and eternal life. Friends, today this is not a trump-up message, but it is imperative. Because if you don't have love, you don't have nothing. You're nothing. So I'm here to say to you, do over. Let us practice the right things that we can be justified in the sight of God. It's not about coming up here and preach about Kara homes and motivational stuff. It's about doing the right thing. And that is love. And loving the right and the correct way. So there is this sacrificial love that God sent him only son. Him only, we sent Jamaican term, him only diggy diggy son to die for us. Look at that love. And the final love here from the Bible that I want to look at is God's Covenant love for Israel. When you read the Old Testament and you look at the relationship between God and Israel, it's a mis mis 
a misfit, a misbag, mixed bag. Today they they love God. And tomorrow they love God. But God never stopped loving them. Listen to this. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other people. For you were the fewest of all people. But it was because the Lord loved you, you hear that? And kept the hood he swore to your ancestors. That he will brought you out with a mighty hand and redeem you from the land of slavery. From the power of fear of king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. Keeping his covenant of love to the thousands generation of those who love him and keep his commandment. So God himself had a covenant love with the people of Israel that he's keeping right now. Hope to know the Jews has not accepted his son totally, but he still loved them. And my friends, I want to share experience with you this morning as I talk about this love. I'll share this love with you. It is a difficult one. Very difficult one. I remember in the very recent past, and I'm going to talk about church people now. There's this group of church people who in a meeting slander me with lies, malicious lies, all kind of things. And I was hurt my friends, I was hurt, I was angry, I was heartbroken. My friends, I felt victimized and betrayed. I also asked God to dish out injustice upon them for what they have done for me. me read from Psalms 35. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take shield and, and butler. And I went down. Right? And then a voice come to me and said, You must love them. You must love them. I said, God, I was asking God, how do I preach and teach these people? And I know sometimes them things that happen to us in church. But church people disappoint you. I love ones. Disappoint you. And you want to cut them off. Lock them off. But as a Christian, that is not what we should do. The Lord quick to remind me that the most one love them. Despite of. Despite them slander you. Eat you up. Bite you, do all kind of things to you. I must love them. And I'm saying to you, if it happened to you too, you must love them. And 
This love takes you to one growth and maturity in Christ. Because for you to love them like that, despite of it takes what? Growth and maturity in Christ. My friends, let us come to emancipation now. We are celebrating emancipation tomorrow. We were enslaved by the enemies. But I want to ask the question, and we were freed. But are we freed? Really, are we freed? Truly free? Because have we loved those who enslave us? Do we love the white man? No. We still are here, the white man. And freedom we don't love is not real freedom. Because it still affects you psychologically. Yes. Because you don't love them. And when there is no love, all can is just a choose. And then after, the war start again. You think I lie, may I tell? Make a white man step on a black man's shoes. And you see what happened? The black man gets hungry. And he still remember the past. So I'm asking the question as we celebrate emancipation. Do we celebrate this freedom with love? With the love of God. Something to ponder about. Redemption and justice comes to what? Love. My friends, it comes to love. And we must remember that, my friends. So I'm saying to you today that it's all about love. Nothing else. And there must be an openness to listen to God about his love. I listen. And I heard the voice said, you must love them. So I'm telling you today, love your enemies. Uh, even those who hurt you, my friend. It should not be about how uh, you've been taken over by self-satisfaction. God destroy them. It's about real love. Become the bigger and the better person. My friends, that is what we must become. Love them the Jesus way. I want to hear you in the church today. Love them in Jesus' way. This love transcends transcend what? Education, color, ethnicity, race, position, and gender. It transcends everything 
myself. This love. So I'm saying to you this afternoon that the agape love of God is important to us as Christians. And we must practice it. Practice this love. My friend. I remember this love has two sides to it. One correction and two affection. So we must love the Jesus way. So let us apply this text today quickly. One, we must love God. That's what we must do first. Two, love one another. Three, love unconditionally. And four, do not put anything above love. And five, remember, love is the greatest gift of all. So in closing, remember Christ died for us. And that is the greatest gift that you can get from a man, from anyone. So continue to express love every day as we do our Christian work. And I want to say to you, thank you for listening to the word of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Fill us up, we crying out for more of your love. Fill us up, we crying out for more of your love. Fill us up, we crying out for more of your love. Fill me with your love. Say, fill us up, we crying out for more of your love. Fill us up, we crying out for more of your love. Fill us up, we crying out for more of your love. Fill me with you have just listened to the Christian Fix podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Join us next week for another episode.